Hello, beautiful souls. You are listening to the Spiritual Road Trip Podcast with me, Lisa Driver. And this is a podcast that covers all spiritual topics, angel guidance, inspiration, and motivation so that you can live a more joy-filled journey. Enjoy! So welcome to episode three of the Spiritual Road Trip Podcast with me, Lisa Driver. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about why a spiritual awakening can feel so painful, so lonely, like the dark night of the soul, which is a phrase that is thrown around in the New Age community quite often. And it's pretty perfect that I'm taping this today. And often my podcasts come out on the 11th, but I have been pulling back and trusting my intuition as to when and how I create my content. And I was guided to tape this podcast today, which is November 11th, also known as 1111. And it's a very powerful Remembrance Day, not only because of the state of the world in which we're living in these days, where we need more love and more peaceful thoughts and hope and optimism than ever before, but also because we have a full moon coming up tonight and tomorrow. And full moons are crazy powerful energy vortexes that alone tend to bring out the crazy in people, right? There's a lot of memes out there about full moons and healthcare and and mental health workers and things like that. On purpose, the literal gravity of the moon pulls on us as humans that are mostly made of water. So when we experience a full moon, it can be very, very energetically draining and exhausting and aggravating. And this full moon tonight is really asking us to let go of our past pain, to really welcome in that forgiveness energy, that energy that says, I survived, I've made it through. Instead of continuously telling yourself that victim story of poor me, this happened to me, I'm never gonna get over it. And I get it. When shit happens in your life, it does define you, it changes you, and hopefully brings you to a place of reflection and self-awareness and increased strength and compassion and presence. But too often, I think we do get stuck in the painful part of it. And we relive, you know, those last moments with our loved one or words that didn't happen, were left unsaid. Should've, would'ves, and could'ves are usually the go-to for us. And I often tell clients in my coaching readings and private one-on-ones that those should've, would've, could'ves are in your mind for a reason. They are meant to make you more aware but not of the pain of that past moment, more so aware of the power that you have now to make a different choice. So the power that you have now to live in honor of that broken relationship or that lost and departed loved one or whatever that challenge looked like in your life, right? What can you do today to honor the fact that you've survived through it, that you have that 2020 hindsight vision? And this is where spiritual awakening can be really tough because as you become more self-aware and you begin to ask those tough questions, the people that use their pain stories and their victim stories to define their journeys push back. 
They do not like the fact that you are quote unquote rising above and letting it go, moving on and forgetting your loved one or forgetting that how could you forget? And you know, they'll use any shame or projection of pain, a lot of hurtful words usually to try and pull you back into that space of victimhood, of poor me, of living in that place of discomfort because oftentimes that's easier than pushing through that discomfort to a place of what we call enlightenment which is really just lightening the burden letting go of some of that crap and moving towards a place where you're more present and aware that things don't always go as planned i was saying in a reading earlier this week that you make plans and god laughs has been my mantra lately because it's so true. We tend to think things are going to go a certain way. And then when they don't, we panic or we freak out or we turtle, like we hibernate and we just pull back from the universe. And when we're going through a spiritual awakening, when we're working towards what we call enlightenment, which is really just a constant moving up the vibrational scale and trying to really find joy each day. That's what I see enlightenment as, that process of finding joy each day there's going to be challenges to that, right? Life is not all happy, happy, happy. And even for the most enlightened people, I think they would argue that pain is a natural part of being human. It's a natural part of this human life. And this is why this can be so lonely because while you're going through this awakening, your soul is asking for more. It's craving more. It senses that there's something more you should be experiencing or doing or sharing with the world. And you can't ignore that call. I write about this in all three of my books, the importance of picking up the phone when that call comes and really starting to take inspired action every day to move towards a brighter and happier and more fulfilling life is work. It's a constant choice every day to not just sit in front of the TV and binge Netflix, right? To not just eat your feelings when things get tough, to not just isolate yourself when people wanna have those hard conversations. It's pushing through that discomfort to do something different, right? To try something different, to leap, to have that courage and to trust that your intuition and those divine angels and beings of light that surround you will guide you. They'll help you set up those boundaries. They'll help you love yourself. They'll help you begin to take action so that you love the person you see in the mirror. Not every day, but more often than not. And this is like everything, right? 80-20, right? It's like losing weight. You eat 80% healthy, 20% treats. Nothing is black and white, especially in the spiritual world. You're gonna have days where, yeah, that's all you wanna do. And maybe that's what your intuition's telling you is that it's a rest day so you can sit and binge Netflix. <laughs> but what I'm saying is not every single day, right? Don't hide from those feelings. Don't hide from that discomfort that tends to come up when we're becoming a better version of ourselves. And this is where I teach things like mirror work and journaling and working with oracle cards or crystals or whatever other sort of divination tools you want. Always, of course, intending that only light and love come through. But when I work with the cards and with pendulums and things like that, I really find it brings out and same thing with mirror work. It brings out what I'm feeling when I look in the mirror and I say, I love you, Lisa. It's not that I'm trying to trick my mind into believing that, it's that I'm trying to see where in my mind I don't believe that. Where in my body is there resistance and why? This is really an introspective journey. 
And I think that's kind of the struggle this day and age. We live in such a comparison world with social media that we're constantly looking to other people. We've got all these distractions. Oh, you can hear this is a big message. My throat chakra is going crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have all these distractions and all of these other people that we're using to dictate who we're meant to be and who we should be and what we should. Again, the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds. If we just unplugged a little bit and went within and put our hands on our heart and tuned into us, tuned into you and just breathed into that space, what kind of stuff would come up? What kind of awareness, what kind of pain and messages and inspiration are you here to, to move through and to share with the world? What messages do you have that are meant to be shared, that are meant to be told? through your friendships and your family and your community. And that looks so different for everybody. And that's the magical thing about the coaching that I do and the readings that I do is that everybody's different. Everybody's unique and everybody has their own purpose. But as long as you're alive, you have a purpose, you have meaning, and you're meant to really look inward to discover that. So you owe it to yourself. And I know it can be really tough. I write a lot in opening up about how when I first got on this spiritual journey and started sharing my beliefs with people, like really coming out of the spiritual closet is the phrase that I, I use in that book and that my teachers, Radley Valentine and Doreen Virtue used as well. It was tough. I lost a lot of friends, you know, and I use quotations around the word friends because they obviously did not accept me for who I was. And that's okay. It's really okay. I write a lot in Boundaries and Bucket Filling, my third book, about how when you start to set those boundaries and ask for what you want in friendships, if people don't step up, let them step out. Make room for the people that will step up, that will be there for you when shit hits the fan, that will be there for you when you change and transform. Make space in your life for those beautiful souls that will hold that space for you when you need it, that will offer you those balanced relationships that are both give and receive. And I talked about that in, in some of my videos earlier in November and a lot of my posts where you need those people that offer you what you offer them, if that makes sense. Like as much energy as you give them, you will need that in return sometimes. And if they're not giving that to you and not showing up for you in the ways that you want, first of all, ask them, tell them what you need, ask them for that support. And then if they're still not giving that to you, realize that they're more than likely a client. As empaths and sensitive souls who are going through the spiritual awakening, we tend to attract people into our lives that need our help, that need our gifts, that need what we have to offer. A perfect example is what we call soul contracts, where our family and friends and community and the people we interact and spend the most time with, we agreed, we kind of have a contract with them to teach each other lessons. But sometimes our friends, the people that we choose to bring into our lives, take advantage of that. Part of our soul contract is to say, I'm teaching you boundaries. I'm teaching you that you can't just take, take, take. I'm teaching you that relationships are meant to be balanced. And if you can't respect that, then I can no longer be your friend. I wish you the best. I send you love. But I am making space in my life for those balanced and beneficial relationships. And if you struggle with that, just get my book, my third book, 
because there's all kinds of exercises in there that can help you with that. And I don't want to go too much into that today, but I did want to address the loneliness that can come when you start to set those boundaries, because you are saying, I deserve this and I need this. Going on this spiritual journey and taking this time out for yourself can be physically exhausting. It can be very, very tough to do this work of recognizing your shit of recognizing your patterns of unworthiness, your patterns of getting into codependent relationships, the things that are limiting you from really experiencing more joy and fulfillment in your life, recognizing your family stuff, the things that have been passed down through your ancestors to you. And oftentimes, if you've been called to a spiritual awakening, if you've been seeing 1111 and you've been really drawn to look up people like me and spiritual teachers and and get some coaching and, and work through some of that stuff, it's because you are meant to break those patterns. So yay, good for you. And also, I'm sorry, because it sometimes really sucks. It can be, so, it can feel so burdensome. Again, Hence the phrase enlightenment, because you are lightening the load. Here's the really magical thing. Like it gets me emotional to talk about because as you heal that for you, you heal it for all of your ancestors. You heal that pain for all the people who came before you and who struggled. And those people that you miss, those people that you've lost, you honor them. And you give yourself a chance to live a better, more beautiful life. And this is why this work is so important. It's why I'm so passionate about it. It's why I've really devoted the rest of my life to teach this stuff. If it doesn't get you choked up, then you might not be ready. (laughs) And that's okay. Maybe you're just meant to do a little bit more of the surface stuff right now and just chisel away at it. But there will come a time where if you keep avoiding it, the universe will shove you into a space where you need to feel your pain. And this is what happens, right? They nudge us. They give us the opportunities. They bring people and and reflections into our life that bother us, sort of like niggle at the back of our head, like, hey, hmm, hey, and pester us a little bit. And if we keep ignoring it, they will shove us into experiences or situations or loss that make us address our pain and our struggles. And so let's not get there, okay? Let's just... Let's go within. I want to do a meditation today to really tune us in. And I think I'm going to try and keep it a little bit lighter. We're going to just do a little bit of heart healing today, welcoming in our ancestors and guides to help us with that work because they want to help us because it's a win-win for them. These energetic beings that surround us that we don't even understand where they are or what they're doing, but we can sense them. We can feel them. We can see these signs and symbols from them everywhere. They're with us on this journey, on this spiritual awakening journey. And so why not welcome in their help, especially when you're feeling lonely? You know, I tell people sometimes that I lost a lot of friends when I became a spiritual life coach and a channel, but I also gained a legion of angels and I gained a deeper connection to my departed grandparents. And when my dad died, it was an instant connection to him and his soul. And it helped me so much through that grief. And it's helped me so much in the past four years to move through that and to honor him. So let's do a meditation where we really welcome them in and tune in to that light and love. So just placing your hands on your heart. 
with your hands on your heart, taking three deep breaths. Every exhale, feeling more and more relaxed, your mind quiet as you intend and welcome in every being of light, every departed loved one, any angels, archangels, or divine beings to help you feel surrounded by love. Feeling them encircle you now with their love, radiant and sparkling and healing, more powerful than you can even imagine. Feel that light begin to activate all the power in your cells, that healing power, that sparkling, radiating, buzzing love that you're meant to share with the world that intuitive knowing that there is more in store for you. Welcome in their guidance and visualize them placing their hands on your head, your shoulders, your back, your heart. As they lay their hands on you, feel that healing light amplify. Feel your pain transform into peace. Your fear transform into faith. And feel that love and that spirit within you begin to radiate sparkle even more. Taking a couple deep breaths, just enjoying that healing light. As you exhale, giving up any of your worries or stress, blocks or painful patterns. See the light transmute that. See those angels take all of that pain off of you now. Give up your struggle. And feel their support. As you let go of this pain, you activate your intuition. You deepen that connection to the divine. You welcome in the guidance, the intuitive nudges, the daily inspiration that will help you move forward on your spiritual path. 
and you thank them for this guidance and this support. You thank them for this love. You thank them for all the blessings you're experiencing now and will experience. And you breathe in that love, locking it into your physical body. Becoming aware once again of where you are, grounding into this moment, stretching through your physical body, locking in that love and light as you prepare to open your eyes and move on with your day. Namaste. To find out more about me, Lisa Driver, you can follow me on social at lisadriver1111. You can visit lisadriver1111.com or check out my YouTube channel, Lisa Driver. Namaste.